0: Welcome to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, your home for everything related to marathon canoe racing. Now, it's time to get your paddles wet with your hosts, Kevin Olson and Bill Mahaffey. Take it away, boys.
1: back to the Canoe Race World podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Davis, and tonight I'm so excited to be joined by the splash cats of Morgan Cohut, Lydia Heelscamp, and Cecily Boogie, who were the first all-women's team and fifth place overall in the Texas Water Safari 2023. So, thank you, ladies, for joining me tonight. Yeah, glad nice. to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Right. So for any of our listeners who uh, haven't met these three before. Um, Cecily, can you give us a little background on your your canoe, your water safari experience?
0: Yeah, so uh, well this year was actually my 7th finish. Um, I was basically born following the race. Um, my dad has done now 44 finish it or 40. He's finished 44 times. And my mom raced eight times, and basically everybody in my family is involved. So I'm a safari baby at heart.
1: Awesome. And what about you, Morgan?
2: Um, This was my 11th race, um, and I kind of started paddling just in 2010. Um, so I've raced mixed. I've raced women's. I've gone solo. Um, but mostly they, they've they all been in un, the Texas Unlimited Boats.
1: Very cool. And Lydia, I think you're the newest paddler in the group.
3: Yeah, I was like, oh, those are tough acts to follow. Um, but yeah, I started paddling. My first safari was in 2019. Um, so this is my third safari that I've got to finish. And fun fact, I've done all my safaris with Cecily. <laughs> well that's,
1: that's awesome I mean I I just I've been following the safari I think for five or six years pretty like religiously like I, I don't sleep until you guys are all done so I am like, these low water years are kind of killing me right now I'll be totally honest <laughs> but <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's killing
0: Mike too yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, he wasn't really happy with me when I woke him up to tell him when everyone was finishing this year. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's – I've seen all three of you, like, kind of towards the top of the results sheet, and this year, obviously, was no exception. Um, There were 153 starters in the race this year, and only 93 finished, which is still amazing with how crazy the conditions sounded. Um, and then just following you guys to a fifth place finish, which I think was even better than your your prelim, where you guys seventh. Yes. yes. So, but to be
0: fair, we did flip twice in the prelim. Not that we would have finished much better, but we had an <laughs> asterisk next to our names.
2: <laughs> that's how we got splash cats. Yeah, that is true. <laughs>
1: Well, it seems like it worked out pretty well for you to get that bad juju out uh, in the in the prelim for your seeding. Uh, so were you able to start with that finish? Did that get you high enough up to start in the first row, or did you start a little further back, or how did, how did that look like the lead up?
2: Well, so one of the six mans that beat us in the prelim, they didn't have their full team, so they didn't get their placement based on the prelim result so and then kyle and logan race c2 and they um and they didn't race the safari so that was the second spot so we did get um the fifth position on the front row
0: and the the safari has six per row five for the people that do the prelim or like people in state and then they reserve a spot on each row for out of state uh racers
1: that's really cool i didn't realize they did that do those usually get filled or are some of them empty? yeah i i
0: don't know if they get filled throughout but like on our row we had a two-stroke in it the team from alabama um and i think they fill out i mean a ways back
2: Yeah, I think they fill out, they keep a spot until there's not any more out-of-state teams, and then they'll just fill them in with everyone. But um, they can't race the prelim in order to be, um, to get that spot. And it's based on, like, so if you sign up early and you don't race a prelim and you're out-of-state, then you get... um, you're you're able to get one of those and um I think it's I think some out-of-state teams I've heard they it kind of makes them nervous because they're on the front row and they're in an aluminum canoe and so I think it works in some situations and then it you know other people would just prefer to start on the back row
1: that makes sense i would be i think a little bit intimidated to be in aluminum or even in even solo like and then looking over and seeing like four or five uh unlimited like six fans or four bands, and then see a whole row of them behind you that would be would be kind of intense yeah so did you guys have any like I know. So Cecily's in Michigan now. I think the the other two of you are both in Texas. So were you able to train together leading up to it? Did you feel like your your prep went pretty well, or
3: or how was that? <laughs> um, yeah. So Morgan and then Caitlin and I got out in her three man um, quite a like almost every weekend. if not two days like weekend. Uh, all throughout the spring so um and the group went pretty well we had a few mishaps but that's expected i don't know what your thoughts are morgan
2: yeah we i mean we trained pretty hard um cecily came down for a couple weekends where we could get you know see the important parts of the river together and then race the prelim um and yeah it was it was probably my worst training season as far as damaging boats. Um, but <laughs> low water, um, we found we found some
1: treasures that we probably would have preferred <laughs> not to. Yeah,
3: we want everyone else to know where the treasures were. So.
1: <laughs> Mike found some in the Clinton, so <laughs> I understand how that goes. <laughs>
2: yeah, but it was a it was a fun <laughs> training season, regardless, you know, even with all of that. but, um, I think it prepared us pretty well for the race,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, because you guys had a pretty hot, pretty low safari, right? Like it was yeah, right. it yeah.
2: wasn't yeah, it wasn't as hot as last year. I don't think it was slightly cooler. Um, but the bay was pretty similar, and I think the water. I think it was lower on the upper, but we had a little bit more water on the lower.
0: But we did learn during the race that we were like in a lull the whole race. Like our team specifically was in a lull. Um. So like people in front of us got a bump from release of dams, and people behind us did, but we were, we were not getting that. So.
1: Guess you just gotta know someone, I guess, to get that, right? I guess so. (laughs) So did everything, how did it break down? Like race race races here? You've got the three of you racing together. Did it, gun goes off and then what?
0: Were you clean through? you you, You have a portage like right away. You have a portage, um, like not even a quarter mile into the race. And they had it, I know Tommy and john kind of talked about it, but they had some of it blocked off. So you basically had 150 teams trying to go down this spot that has like maybe two boats worth of space. Um, And that's, it's always interesting. You're, I'm like, I'm always worried I'm going to get hit in the head by another boat because it's just like, it's inevitable. Um, But then like after that, you just kind of make your way down. You go through Rio Vista, um, and you just kind of redline. At least I was trying to like redline it until you get all the the riffraff.
2: Um. Yeah, you try to settle know. in after the first couple um, portages, because I feel like the first, I don't know, two or three miles, you have a lot of company. The river's narrow because there's wild rice. You know, taking up half the river, so um, it's not. It's and then you have the Rio Vista um, portage, and so I feel like after Rio Vista, that's usually when I can kind of settle in and be like, okay, I've got those two portages out of the way. We have a couple more, but um, you can kind of get your distance on some of the lakes and some of the um, open areas to where you can kind of. You're not going in, you know, next to someone that you would prefer not to um, into a sweeper or strainer or something like that.
0: I feel like I mean, it's also. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I feel like so like you know, we were supposed to go for the weekend before we ended up having to go three and before the Thursday before the race like all three of us had not paddled with like just the three of us before in a boat um and so like we're all very experienced or we're like experienced enough to work it out but like we're kind of having to figure these things out during the race which like other teams have had months to do um but I think given like that we did very well i think it took us a few portages to kind of like figure out a system that worked best for the three of us um but like i i think by staples which is 16 miles in we were like okay this is this is fine and
1: were you ladies with like other boats early in the race or did it spread out for you pretty
3: quickly we were by yeah, like quite a few. I mean, not quite a few, but we had other boats that we were around for um, at least I would say the first like past Pinterest. We were around like one or two other boats. We were around Two Stroke in it for quite a bit. And then um, Ian and Addie for quite a bit. And then by the time we got to like Staretown, which is um, like 30 miles in or so, I think, like we were pretty much on our own at that point
0: yeah we so the two stroking is a team from alabama um and they raced a relatively brand new boat like i think they said they had 40 miles on it by the race day and um they were running like fourth and fifth up until around Pinterest, which is you know the first day it's pretty early um and really like they were they were fast um but just us knowing the river better we took a line and they they went on the outside and it wasn't it wasn't good so um we were able to get around them but um i thought i thought i was really impressed that they were that far up being so so green but and we
3: passed we passed on the first 16 we passed one boat a six man that had i guess I think at the cottonseed rapid got in a hole in the boat. So they were doing some repair and then we passed another boat, another six man that was, had a rudder snap. And so they were fixing that. Um, so one of those six mans we ended up kind of being with until like Palmetto-ish and then the other six men um, we never saw again, but um, so we were like, we saw all those boats too.
0: Okay. But after, after Palmetto, which is mile 60, we we were pretty much by ourselves until the next day. Um, like throughout the first night we were by ourselves. And then in the morning, um. The four man team caught up to us. It was one of those things where like we took a right and they took a left and it ended up being a better line. So they finally caught up to us and we were kind of. Um. We were going with them some, but like we would um like they would get ahead and then we'd catch up and then we'd get ahead and you know like it was just a back and forth type thing but then after we passed them I don't think we were with anyone for the rest
2: of the race no we were alone (laughs) quite a bit
0: yeah yeah which is fine because people would probably get very annoyed with us I know I I like the banter so
3: (laughs) it would have been very entertained at least
1: yeah it is such a long race. I always wonder about, like, how much talking you do versus, like, you know, obviously, like, in a two-hour race, you probably don't talk much at all. Like, in our, you know, my traditional marathon races, like, you're not talking a whole lot, but in something that long, it seems like you'd have to pass the time some way, other. But otherwise, like, you'd just be thinking about hurting the whole time.
3: Yeah, I feel like we had a really good, like, Like, we didn't, you know, talk about this or agree upon it. But I feel like all of us during the day weren't big talkers because it was, like, so hot that you're just kind of, like, in your zone. But at night, I feel like it helps a lot to talk during, like, to get through the night.
2: It just helps you stay awake to kind of engage your brain and take the monotony of the paddling out. I will
3: say, after you've, like, had a whole training season with someone and are, like, best friends with them, you get to the safari and you're, like... Well, what do y'all want to talk about now? Uh, <laughs> that makes sense.
1: You've just yeah. spent a lot of time. It, it's almost it's like being part while well, you are partners right? So you're just you're together a lot. <laughs> yeah. So did the yeah. oh go ahead. In the big boats
0: at least you get to like have a rotation of people so like you can be around one person for a little while and then someone you hadn't seen in hours you're like oh i get to talk to you now like i'll tell you the same stories i just told this person <laughs>
1: that's funny <laughs> um so did you did you how do you feel like your first day versus your second day i did it feel like you, you paced it pretty like consistent throughout or did you feel like one day was like harder than the other or
2: Um, For me, I think day two, like middle of the day, it's always like my low point where I'm just, I feel fine, but I'm just kind of over the race, if that makes sense, because it's hot and there's no shade. And so you have the adrenaline, I feel like, all day one. And then you kind of settle in your, you know, you paddled all night and then like when it starts to heat up for day two, like on day two, that's kind of when, and I warned Lydia and Cecily, I was like, I'm probably Mm -hmm. not going to be chatty on this stretch. And I was like, it's Mm -hmm. just, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just going to paddle and like, you know, kind of not talk. And so they were like, okay,
3: all right. Yeah, I'd say, oh. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, I would say, like, pacing-wise, I feel like we did really well because we are all, like, uh, very much, like, you know, the race isn't won on day one. You know, it's a long race. Like, you don't want, like, even when we would see, like, a boat behind us, we wouldn't, like, super pick it up or anything because we knew, like, we still have, you know, like, we're at mile 30. Like, we have 230 miles left. Yeah. I think day, the night one is always the hardest for me because you've already been paddling for like 12 plus hours and you're like, you still have so many more to go. Um, this year was especially harder. I grew up for the first time ever, not grew up in a race for the first time ever. I have thrown up before it otherwise. <laughs> 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 right. Once you got over that, we got to like mile 80 and it was like, I don't know, midnight or one o'clock and like, then it's like, okay, now it's a new day. We can, like, I started feeling better. We started doing well. But I feel like pacing on both days, we did pretty well overall.
2: Yeah, we were pretty
3: steady.
0: We also had some, like, a really amazing bank crew that saw us as often as they could. And so that really helps on day two Um, because we really wouldn't go more than, like, two hours without seeing someone we knew. And, like, they would usually have something for us, like whether it be ice socks or whatever. And so that was, it yeah. really helps break it up. Um, Cause we had Virginia, uh, Lydia's mom, Holly, and then Caitlin uh, followed us. And then Shannon was their son, um, but she was following Kyle too. Um, so ha- having them was
3: wonderful. There's a, there's a stretch on the first mat that's like 40 miles and like you... A lot of people don't see people during that and it's like the longest stretch it lasts forever but they found a spot that was like 10 miles in and like seeing them then when it's like three in the morning and they had kesha blaring from a speaker it was just like oh this is amazing like we didn't even get anything from them but just seeing someone it just perks you up
0: i should state that kyle miner had kesha playing for us he specifically picked out the song for us and i feel very honored that he chose kesha
1: Yeah, I've heard that Kyle Minor is the best um, cheering squad in the safari. So
3: Well um, Joe Minor gave him around for his money. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you you just need some minors following following your team, I guess. That's the that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys do strategy-wise on like double versus single blade? I know that's different for different configurations. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: we we didn't
0: double as much as like Tommy and Johnny on like yeah. <laughs> um so admittedly I am not the strongest on doubles I can hold my own fine but I don't love them um but this this year I was actually very comfortable going on them um it, like it actually felt good it felt like we weren't like like it felt like it felt good um I don't think we went on doubles a little bit the first day for like maybe 30 minutes. And then I don't think we went back on them again until
2: the next day, the -hmm. next
0: day. And in the morning before it got hot, there's always a debate of like, when it's hot, do you double because it cools you off, but it also makes your heart rate higher. And so it's like, you don't really know what you want to do, but we chose not to do it in like the heat of the day. But in the morning... We went on and off, and um, that was nice because it just kind of, like, changes what muscles you're using. Um, And then I can't – I don't think we doubled again until –
2: The bay. The bay? Yeah. (laughs) I think think we singled, like, 95% of the race.
0: It's better than in 2021. Me and Lydia only doubled 10 minutes of the whole race, so
2: <laughs> yeah. But so we singled, I think 95% of the time, and then we doubled five. Which, okay. Like considering our placement, a lot of people are like, "Wow, y'all doubled, y'all doubled that little, and y'all placed that high." And so, I mean, the C2 paddling has really helped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, I was really shocked when we talked to Tommy and John that they were single blading at all because I've never seen a picture of them doing it and I just assumed in the surf ski they weren't and then they're like, oh yeah, the second day we did quite a bit and it's like, oh wow, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. So <laughs> I'm glad, glad to hear uh, you guys got a little bit of it in. Um, so, I think when you're following the tracker, the two most exciting parts of the race are first the log jams and then the bay. So, um, how did those two sections go for you guys?
0: <laughs> Lydia, I'll let you take the lead on the log jams. You're <laughs> bow
3: so you get to talk about it. Should I share the story? You should. Um, so, the log jams, yeah, so... Um, I don't know how much has been, I didn't get to the whole Krami and Danyan yet, so I don't know like how much the, of the log jams are there. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so you can hear, so the log jams are, you know, this part of the river, it's in the last like 30 miles where it's jammed with logs. Um, and so you, we take these cuts on the side and this year we're going into the cuts, we have a portage like, Immediately. And like, we've seen the cuts like two or three times now. We have a portage immediately. We get through that over this log. Um, I think Shannon and Chris were there with some live videoing of some teams. So like, you might've seen some teams from that. We go around and we have to go really close to this tree and we, I'm in bow. So I get through it. And then I just hear this loud thump and then like Cecily like goes like, ah! and I'm like, thinking I'm going to turn around and see Cecily like bleeding all over her head or something. So I turn around, I see her on top of her chair and there's this huge alligator gar in the boat. And if like, y'all don't know what alligators are. They're like prehistoric terrors. They look like like dinosaur wannabes, like, <laughs> like uh, awful. And so it's like flopping in the boat. Cecily and I both discover in that moment that we both hate touching fish. Um, and so she's trying to get it with her paddle but every time she goes to get it, <laughs> And meanwhile, we're at a dead halt, mind you. Like, we've made it this far, and this is what stops us in our track. She's trying to get with her paddle. I'm trying to help her, but it keeps flopping. And then it, like, jams its nose up in our drink foam. And at this point, I'm getting, like, really mad at this fish. And, like, I'm, I'm like, screaming at this fish. I, I'm <laughs> so mad at it. And then we find, like, a, a bag, a plastic bag that we're, like, well, then we don't have to touch it with our hands. Because they're also spiky, and they have teeth, mind you. Um... And so Cecily goes to flip it around because the teeth are facing me at this point. So she goes to grab it and it flips and turns my way. And she goes, your turn, and just throws me the bag. And at this point, I'm so mad at this fish and I'm like screaming at it to get out of our boat. And I just get so mad that I just take it and like finally throw it out of the boat. (laughs) And the meantime, I wish we would have had a camera, but the meantime, like Morgan's just like, y'all are doing so good. I got the boat. Y'all just take care of the fish. (laughs) quite comical.
0: <laughs> it was. It was. I've never seen Lydia that mad before. And I was like, it had a fish.
3: <laughs> it was out a fish. I was so mad at it. But then we get through that part. So our biggest obstacle of the whole race is this alligator gar. Um, and then the rest of the cuts were very much like we had seen it in daytime in higher water. And so then we're going through it at nighttime in low water. Um, So it's very much like this you know, we're jumping over logs that we haven't seen before. You're in the middle of these cuts. You're trying to figure out the right way to go. Um, and I think we all definitely, like, breathe a sigh of relief whenever we made it through um, to the river because we chose to stay in the cuts where some people were going through Alligator Lake. Um, but the water, in our opinion, was too low to go through Alligator Lake, which I personally, I believe we made the right call. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you all have a different thought on how the cuts went, but
0: no I think that that sums it up we did have before before that we had um, some log jams before DuPont which is like um, I think mile like 230 in but there's these three log jams and they were absolutely disgusting but um, those were probably the most interesting log jams we had but um, I really wish they would give video of teams in the log jams like mainly at night because I feel like it's just got to look like a fever dream like you're just like screaming at each other and you're trying to pull the boat but you're so exhausted and you're like counting to move the boat so you'd be like okay one two three go and like pull it but you'd only move it like a few inches and you keep
3: doing that till it gets over it's fun it's a great time everybody should do it <laughs> and if, meanwhile also keep in mind like as we're paddling to these places like The light shining and you can see like the orange eyes of like alligators right but then you're so tired at this point that you're like jumping in this water and like you don't well obviously we care a little bit because of the alligator gar but like we don't care about like what else is in the water we're just getting in and just like whatever let's just get like the boat over this we don't care
0: (laughs) and then after well after that there's the you you pretty much are just in the river until you get to the bay after the log jams um and the bay was um, fun. <laughs> we ha- I don't know what the wind was, but I know the swells were like three feet-ish, two and a half to three feet. So they were definitely white capping, um, but Morgan is a wonderful driver and absolutely nailed the bay.
3: Okay. Um, so <laughs> good. I yeah, was a little was-
2: nervous in the bay because our bilge pumps were really finicky, like the whole race. And so, with the big waves, I was worried that we would like just sink because the bilge would decide to not work. But we had one that actually worked, so we were okay. But, um, kind of halfway through, it was a little nerve wracking for me. I don't think Lydia and Cecily knew I was a little bit nervous, but <laughs> I, I, because I, I, I don't like to. F- Flip in the bay um and so I was like well I don't think we'll flip but we may sink <laughs> and so that's why I strategically kind of got close to the spoil islands like halfway through um, to make sure like if we needed to pull over and dump the boat we could but the bilge was still working and that was like the one part of the bay where we were um taking on like waves like kind of quartering them so we were getting more over the bow and then once we got um to where we kind of were going horizontal with the waves um we would just kind of roll over them um good thing girls have like loose hips um, (laughs) because we were not like unstable i feel at any point of the bay where crossing a bay with a bunch of guys um it's a little bit more nerve-wracking and in, in my experience
1: from watching the tracker it seems like the women's teams in general have better bay crossings like they get across where like the men's teams seem like they're they go and they make an attempt and then you'll just like watch them in one spot for hours um not all of them
3: i think yeah. like
1: like you guys were saying where you kind of like were riding the waves so you weren't taking them head on. Um, that's, you know, that's typically safer, but it is super nerve-wracking. It's safer for keeping, like, staying afloat anyway. Yeah.
2: Correct. It's like, and if someone has, like, their cores given out or something or they're not super stable in that boat, like, go, doing what we did, you were more likely to flip. But, um, I mean, we we all, like, I... I think out of all the bay crossings I've done, it was one of my most stable bay crossings. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't an, it wasn't like a easy bay either. Cause I've had glassy bays where you, I mean, it's like paddling across a lake, um, which is nice, but, um, I think we had an advantage if the bay was worse to, you know, kind of, you know pick up some time on some other teams
0: and everyone in front of us <clears throat> had tipped except for tommy and john Young. so like outside of them we were the first team to do not flip which felt pretty good because everyone in front of us are is they're all very experienced um, yeah um,
1: thank you ladies finishing in fifth is that the second best a women's team has done and the best for a three
2: women's team? Yeah. I have no idea. My yeah, mom mama... so
0: the, the the best placing all women's team is fourth, which Morgan was a part of. Um and then we were fifth, which Lydia and I finished fifth in 2021 all women's, but um I'll let Lydia tell her tell her about her mom's research. Oh,
3: my mom just went back because she was super psyched for us and she went and looked at all of the results from the past six years and um, concluded that we were the first, yeah, all a uh, three woman vote to crack her top five.
1: So. Well, congratulations. I mean you guys have quite like you said, you're you're in the top ten all the time, but uh, yeah, just being on those all women's teams and in, in the top five, super impressive thank you it almost makes me want to come do the safari
2: but <laughs> well can we can know. we talk you into
1: it Maybe <laughs> it's the <laughs> lack of sleep and then the 100 degree heat those are the two those are the two kickers the whole like paddling through the logjam things i think i could handle like
3: oh for sure
1: yeah just the the like if you if I if you can guarantee I'll make it in under forty hours, like maybe I'll.
2: <laughs> well,
1: next year may be a flood year. I'm
2: just saying they're they're saying it's El Nino. Well, okay.
3: what if we what if we guarantee it, and then when you're in it, if we don't, you're, it's not like you're gonna quit. So <laughs>
1: that is true. That is true. i <laughs> will
3: just lie to you.
1: Yeah. No, well, congratulations. I. I I'm so excited for y'all. And uh, one of the things like besides tracking the top five or 10 teams, which I always follow, um, I'm always looking at the different categories that run in Safari. And I think you guys down in Texas do a really good job at um, onboarding your rookie paddlers or uh, as Safari classifies them, novice. Um, So, I think, from what I understand, that division is you have to be, like, a first-year safari competitor, and you also have to be aluminum, right?
3: Yes, you have never been able to finish a safari. Okay, so you could have started but not finished. Correct. Yes. yes.
1: And it looks like this year, Wesley Keithley and Micah Killian... One on the men's side and you also had a women's novice team which is super amazing um, kari gerber and dusty call so have they been like going to some texas races and stuff to prep for that because like this year looks like kind of a beast of a safari to to tackle as your first finish
2: so kari tried last year and i believe they got lost in the log jams and so they missed the cutoff and so she her her partner from last year was not able to race this year. So she found another friend that was willing. And they trained so hard. Mm-hmm. And um their team name was the Witches of the Six 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 because the San Marcus zip code, the last three digits were are six six six. And so they had a pretty amazing following and just um They're the first women's novice because it was a new category this year, too.
1: Yeah, Morgan, tell me a little bit about that. I think the safari added a bunch of women's recognition this year.
2: Yeah, so we women's teams, whether you went tandem, whether you went three, four, five, six, um, the women's unlimited, that was all together. And so this year was the first year where they separated the Women's Unlimited to a Women's Tandem Unlimited, which was won by Holly Orr and Melissa James. And um, and then we won the Women's Unlimited because we were three paddlers. Um, and then they also had the first year of a Women's Novice team. Um, So there's the Men's Novice and then there's the Women's Novice. So it's pretty cool. Um, that the sport's growing so much and there's so much female involvement that they're recognizing that we need to have a few more categories um, for the women.
1: Yeah, that's that's so awesome to see that they're, they're going that way. And just, you know, some of the results I pulled from different races within the race, as we like to call it, um, it just looks like kind of the year of the women paddler. We've got um, our first solo unlimited with Sally O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know she she beat all the men's unlimited Mm -hmm. um another
2: cool thing that i lydia noticed was all the female solo paddlers finished we had a hundred percent finish rate um for the for solo unlimited um women's so that was pretty
1: cool too yeah, that's that's really impressive because that I can't imagine doing that solo. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do, but it just is a really impressive feat to paddle that long alone and and keep your wits about you.
3: We were paddling to maybe it was like to the our last checkpoint, and I was talking and I just go like, oh, like Morgan's gone solo and won women's I believe solo, and then I asked Cecily, I was like, Cecily, would you ever go solo? And she just goes. Not the time to ask me, Lydia. <laughs> I was like, good point, good point. All right. I was like, obviously,
0: my answer is no right now. Like,
3: absolutely
2: not. <laughs> yeah. you, I thought it was going to be scary and terrifying, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would when I went solo. And I had, it was, I had like a headwind like the last half of the race, like from Cuero down, it, it had a lot of wind. And so, and the bay was pretty rough too. And I had every, like every emotion when I was crossing the bay, like I, I was terrified. I cried. I was happy. Like (laughs) I, I I had every emotion and I was really glad to get to the finish line. (laughs)
1: that's one thing i think again the safari does really well is like just watching everyone finish like it's such a celebration just to make it there you know it doesn't matter if you're the last team across or or the i mean even the guys that are getting second and think they might win like i'm sure there's some disappointment there but they're just like happy to have completed the safari and they
3: recognize how hard it is (laughs) for sure it is just like a huge accomplishment like (laughs) one way or the other if you get to that finish line like you should feel very proud of yourself (laughs) yeah Uh, oh go ahead lydia oh i was just gonna say like on the topic of like women and such like it was really cool to see um addy rolls was out there with ian and i believe they got 14th overall and first mix unlimited as well as first Adult youth, and this is also she's 15, and this is her second safari that she's finished, which is just really cool to see as well. Yeah, the
1: safari seems to have a, a lot of young paddlers like starting out. Go ahead, Cecily.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say that, um, we got the Well, I got to race next to Addie both years that she's raced a little bit, and I, I think that this year, I mean, the first year she did, she did wonderful. Um, but I think that this year she's really um, started to grow into her body because she's pretty, pretty small, but I think that she was able to really, like you could tell that she was more confident in her paddling, um, and I think that's like, it's just really fun to watch, especially because when I first started racing, I started racing with my dad, um, and I was 14 when I did my first safari, so I I know where she's been and I know it can be really hard, but she seems to be like really finding her
3: way. Um. Yeah. And there was another um, mixed tandem unlimited that I don't know the exact like relationship and they didn't end up finishing, but they made it all the way to the Bay. And then I think didn't make the time cut off. Um, but it was, it was Annika Garcia and Johnny Garcia, but she's also like, she looks like she's 13 or 14 is too. So I was following them and like, really, really excited for them too. I don't know if Cecily or Morgan, y'all know more about their story, but, um,
2: I I don't, I don't know about their story. Um, but there was also, was it the Fullers where it was like the parents that took their, um, yeah. Their, their kid, um, their 14 year old daughter. Okay. And yeah. I don't, I, I have no idea if they finished or not, but they, <laughs> we saw them a lot in training. They did a lot of the Mac races and stuff like that. And it was pretty cool to see like the parents taking their daughter down. Um, cause my first safari was with my dad as well, but I what, was in what my twenties.
1: What was the name in that again
2: the fullers f-u-l-l-e-r i think <laughs> was their last name they
1: got out of
0: victoria
1: oh okay yep um it's super cool though to see those family experiences and i think that like culturally looks like it's a big part of the safari um since you guys have all kind of cecily and morgan both racing with their parents and lydia i know your mom was team captioning for the team this year, so there's still that like close family connection, so. Yeah. Cool, um, and I another think team, the, Oh, go ahead,
0: Cecily. Oh, I was just going to say another uh, team that I wanted to kind of, I guess, point out was um, 16th overall was Brandon Stafford. He went uh, USCAC one um, and he, he finished first in his class, um, so I know like Uh, michiganers sometimes get it a little mixed up but we have like c1 where like what you see in michigan and in the marathon race and then we have solo unlimited so he raced the a traditional USCA C one and he did really well Mm -hmm. um and he i know he doesn't get to train too much on the upper part of the course but i i believe he trains a lot down on the lower end and i think that that probably like really pays off because not that many people train in like the um they either see like the very end of it or the very beginning of it never just the middle um and so i think that it probably really pays off for him
1: Well, that paddling totally from what i hear you know having interviewed a few different safari finishers is the uscac1 is kind of re- regarded as like the toughest classification to finish in, and i think because you have no rudder
3: and I presume you single-blade the whole way, although I don't really know. And you're alone. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: So, and then I, for USCAC2, I think the the top team was a mixed team.
3: Yeah, um, and a brother-sister team, so another family.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Susanna, Susanna and Josh Hewlin, I believe. Yeah, yep. Yep, they got oh, sixth that's... overall. And they were only like. They were a little shy of two hours. Second
0: US, Second USCAC2 was Jimmy McMillan and Garrett Jones, and they finished 11th overall, which is really good as well.
3: And first Masters.
0: Yep, and oh, first yeah. Masters. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh, it's really neat to see the diversity of boats and like the different ability, like the way the safari recognizes, um, you know, competitors at different levels, like of, of their careers. Um, so I think, I don't know, I, every year I'm like, it can't get any better, and then I watch it the next year and I'm like even more <laughs> excited. So, I'm 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 kind of in like a what do they call it like post marathon uh. I don't know let down what do they say after the marathon it's like the blues yeah and I feel like yeah. I'm in safari blues right now so but we've got a lot to look forward to big season ahead <laughs> um that's true what what are your so I have to I guess first if someone was coming to do the safari for the first time what would be uh your piece of advice to them
0: um I would I would say so if you're out of state, I would say try racing with a local because I think that it really helps or at least someone that's done it a bunch um, if you're in state but you're new to paddling um, showing up to the races specifically the Mac races because um, they cover the first uh, like 80 miles of the safari is, like really beneficial you get to see what other people do how they rig their boats um and kind of just like learn the course while you're out there as well
3: yeah i think i would say I w- what sassy said for sure and then also like w- learn what you're going to like be eating and drinking during the race so that you know that it works for you i think like there we often say like you don't do anything new on race day. Um, and so you want to know like what your body is okay with and what it's not. Cause you don't want to be 60 miles in and discovering like, oh, this actually like makes me really sick or whatever. So.
2: Yeah, I agree with what Lydia and Cecily said. And I, if you aren't going to race with a local and if you are out of state, I think it's really important to at least see the first 60 miles, um, because that's where the portages are. That's where some of the more technical things are. Um, if you can come race the prelim, that's a bonus. Um, because the day after the prelim, um, most years, um, we get access to where you can go look at the jams, um, because, it's all private property down around the jam. So it's really hard to get access if you, if you don't know someone that is a property owner down there. Um, and so the Texas water safari, um, since one of the main sponsors is the, um, GBRA, which is the Guadalupe Blanco river authority. Um, and they, um, between them and then the DuPont checkpoint, um, they get access to, for everyone to go look at the jams. Um, And so that's, I feel like those are, you know, the upper you can break a boat um, and then the lower you can get lost Um, and just, you know, train like you're going to race. So eat what you're going to eat and kind of fine tune everything so that when the race day does come, you kind of have a plan and you can, even if the plan doesn't go well, um, and you have to alter the plan. At least you have an idea of what you want to do.
1: Well, thank you all so much for joining me tonight and to everyone listening, keep paddling on.
0: Thank you for listening to the canoe race podcast, where we love marathon canoe racing and aren't afraid to say it. Be sure to visit the website at CanoeRaceWorld.com. And don't forget to support our sponsors who make this whole thing possible. Until next time, keep paddling.